Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Enigma Zone. I am finally back with a historic episode. Well, yeah, I guess history-related episode. It, it is historic, but the episode itself, whether that episode will be historic, it's... um I didn't mean it that way. But it is the dancing mania that occurred in medieval Europe. And I can't stop laughing because if you can hear that in the background, it's my dog. So we have this four-month-old miniature schnauzer that we just uh, got. We've had her for a month. Her name is Athena, and she's a handful. Um, our house is never clean. She broke our Roomba. She broke our Alexa. She chewed through the power cord. She is so energetic. If I knew how much work... A miniature schnauzer would be, I don't know. I love her, but I hate her too. She's so cute. We have, she's conquering her potty training. And during work, we'll leave her in like this. We bought this like gate, like a playpen in one of the rooms. One of the rooms is hers. So potty training, we're, we almost conquered it. Like it's rarely when we have an incident. <laughs> she's with her toys squeaking in the background. The problem is she's a biter. She bites and nips at us, our fingers all of the time. We're trying to correct that behavior. She recently learned how to get on the dining room table. And that's a no-no. And she's tiny. Uh, she was, she's the runt of the litter and she's white, beige, creamy. She's not like your normal schnauzer because she doesn't have her tail docked. Philip is against it, and I guess so am I if he refuses, and she doesn't have, she's not as fluffy as most schnauzers, she's full schnauzer, but she, I guess because she was the runt of the litter, she is kind of, she has doesn't have much fluff, it's weird, but she's a handful, oh my goodness, anyway, I'm drinking some Sauvignon Blanc, I don't even know if that's how you pronounce it, with some blueberries in there and strawberry flavored sparkling water. If you haven't tried it, do it. It's really hot in here. So the Dancing Plague or Choreomania is also known as... <laughs> really, Athena? It's like she does it on purpose. Guys, she did this all through the, during the Super Bowl halftime show. She rarely plays with her dance squeaky toy. And then throughout the halftime show she's it squeak 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 so loud anyway it is also known as the saint john's dance tarantus and saint vitus's dance it was a phenomenon that occurred in europe between the 14th and 17th century the name choreomania <laughs> the name choreomania comes from the greek word choros meaning dance and mania obviously meaning madness now she's eating of course it is also known as a dancing plague, like I mentioned. Paracelsus is accredited for creating this term as it was back then thought that if this phenomenon was a curse sent by St. John the Baptist or St. Vitus, if you're familiar with St. John the Baptist, which I'm not that familiar. I know he was a, I want to say he was a prophet for, that wrote one of the texts from the Bible, right? Oh my goodness. Okay. <coughs> choking so saint vitus is the patron saint of dancers and entertainers and this phenomenon characterizes a disorder with the jerking movements affecting various parts of the body such as the feet the face and the hands 
Men, women, and children were all victims of this strange event where they suddenly began to convulse in a dance-like phenomenon until being completely overtaken by exhaustion and sometimes death. What the heck? I remember first hearing about this when I was in college and uh, I love history. I think it's just, it's so important. She has one of my sneakers. Oh, okay. It's so fascinating and... It's just so fucking cool. It's crazy. It's scary. It's sad. It's it's horrifying, but it's it's reality, you know. All right. So historians and social scientists have since debated, disagreed, and still continue to interpret what caused this uncontrollable dancing outbreak. So back in 1237, the 13th century, a large group, many children, suffered from this dancing mania, reportedly jumping and dancing all the way from er Erfurt to Arnstead. Sorry. I think that's like modern day, I want to say Germany. Eek, sorry, guys. This particular event is often tied to the legend of Pied Piper of Hamelin, which originated around the same time. So I think we've all heard that saying, though, you have to pay the Pied Piper. Most Eminem sang about it, sorry, um, in the... Uh, Lose Yourself song. That's a great fucking song. You may not like Eminem, but that song is poet parts of it it's poetry all right so that was yeah 12 miles that's crazy so many leading many theorists believe that it was inspired by this dancing mania so they think that the pipe piper was created and lives on because of this phenomenon all right so later on years later in 1278 another dance mania incident was recorded to have taken place in france over the river meuse All right, so that's crazy. During this incident, during the crossing to the River Meuse, over 200 people danced across this bridge in a manic state that caused this bridge to collapse. Like, that's freaking crazy. I think to this day, there's been so many theories and both scientific and maybe non-fully backed by science that I've tried to explain what happened and to me it is so fascinating and bizarre that something like this can happen like was it really real was it a disease was an illness disease was it a product of human the human mind just like the psyche you know like um What's it called? Maybe like the, not really, but like the bystander effect-ish. Not where you don't do anything if something's happening, but maybe something where it rubs off and you all collectively just become, I don't know. Athena? Become involved in this thing and get overtaken by it, I guess? Or was it something like spiritual, paranormal, religious? Like, you know me, I love that stuff. All right, so while there were some casualties during this bridge collapse, many of the people managed to survive after being taken to a local chapel that was dedicated to St. Vitus. Is this divine intervention? I don't know. 
It's pretty interesting. One of the best-known outbreaks later on started in Aachen, modern-day Germany, which was part of the Holy Roman Empire at the time. This specifically happened in the 14th century in 1374 during the Middle Ages. Athena, I'm recording. Say hi to our listeners. Okay, so... I lost my spot, Athena, thanks. Where was I? Okay, this dancing mania spread like wildfire throughout the various parts of Europe, Europe, such as Flanders, Cologne, Metz, Tangeren, and many more. Some reached parts of Italy, which we will get into it later. So this monk was among one of the victims as he danced until his death in a town in Switzerland in the 15th century in 1428. So even a monk, like... When you think of the dancing plague, you think of like an illness. So we've known of the Black Plague. So that was a real event caused by literally the transmission of like disease by, I think, animals, the rats, right? So you think like, was this some sort of like illness, some disease that was affected the, I don't know, I'm not a medical expert at any sorts. The muscular tissues, joints, I don't know, adrenaline, the heart. I don't know. We will talk about it soon, but it's pretty interesting. So, okay, in 1518, in Alsace, hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly, now France, Germany's neighbor, at the time, it was also part of the Holy Roman Empire. During this famous event, between 50 and 400 people reportedly joined a woman that was dancing on the street by herself and then automatically became overtaken by this dancing mania. Like, just think of it. So this woman is randomly dancing. I don't know. So I've read somewhere that there was some sort of music at times being played, which we will get into that later. But the way it's described now is that all these people just started being overtaken by this mania while seeing this woman dance. So what was it? Was it the water? I don't know. Okay. The dancing lasted so long that it led doctors, bishops, and authorities from Strasbourg, shit, Strasbourg, to go see what the ruckus was about and put some people in hospitals. Interestingly enough, Gregort Horst, I think I'm pronouncing that maybe right, a professor of medicine stated, and I quote, several women who annually visit the chapel of St. Vitus in Dreffelhausen dance madly all day and all night until they collapse in ecstasy. In this way, they come to themselves again and feel little or nothing until the next May, when they are again forced around the St. Vitus Day to be taken themselves to that place. One of these women is said to have danced every year for the past 20 years, another for full 32. End quote. This comes from a history of madness in the 16th century, Germany. That's crazy, dude. So, like, this person, this women, this woman that he notates about, like, she actually was real. And this mania, t- I don't know, well, like, infested her during the St. Vitus Day, which was a religious kind of spiritual holiday. So, it makes, y- makes you wonder, like, well, was it really something, like, spiritual, something paranormal? That's weird. Hmm. Let me drink. Cheers. So for the most part, 
This dance mainly appears to have made its way into Bolivian by the 1600s or the 17th century. And remember how I mentioned that... <clears throat> well, I don't know if I did, but in a YouTube video... Okay, I, I found this YouTube video, guys. If you search up St. Vitus Dance Syndrome, there are videos of people who are apparently, allegedly, actually affected by this syndrome or disorder and they appear to be to jerk their body jerks and moves around uncontrollably in, in some sort of dance subtly and i was thinking it's weird like you look at it and it is an actual thing and maybe the events in europe were embellished a bit has sometimes history and some events is but well, Robert E. Bartholome, did I misspell that? Bartholome, author of The Little Green Men, Meowing Nuns, and Headhunting Panics, states that some of the people affected danced naked and intercourse and were very obscene, not as so as what I personally found on the internet or thought, but mm, what do you think? Some people reportedly danced until their bones were broken like that's something that was like what the fuck like were they on like some sort of hallucinogenic thing i mean that's crazy but i, I but again okay so so far this is the thing one main thing, one main theory could be is it's something paranormal, spiritual. Um, apparently, it comes around. It came around Saint Vitus Day, and that's a holiday of a patron saint of sorts. So, is it something that is spiritual related? Did all these people that experienced this dance believe in Saint Vitus or John the Baptist or in any type of religion? maybe but then again it's like if they didn't i don't think that all the people affected were heavily religious or anything like that so i don't think as far as we theorize and know that because saint john the baptist is like was all about jesus right so i i mean doesn't god give us free will and is res our free will, free will is respected so why would they if indeed this was indeed some sort of religious experience, let's say the patron saint was entered his energy entity was indeed real. I don't think he would force these people to do that. You know what I mean? If anything, maybe they'd want to be feeling. I don't know. Another theory, main theory, would be that they were. It was indeed an, an illness. Some something in the water and the foods in the air, the happening, I don't know, that led them to uncontrollably be affected by this. And like I mentioned, apparently the St. Vitus Dance Syndrome is indeed real, but very rare. So, but I mean, again, I think it was like a medical concern. But yeah, some people danced until their bones were broken. Like, that's crazy. And they even died. Like, what the heck? Per history, per the history of madness in the 16th century Germany, it states that many people affected by the dance mania could not stand the color red. That's freaking strange. Like a bull. The author states that the people became violent when they saw people wearing that particular color. So, like, what, what is it? What do you guys think? That's crazy. 
Many people, however, do do report that it does not appear that people danced in pain. They were did not were not in pain until their bones were broken, probably, and died. It was more like exhilaration and sometimes unconsciousness, and that those that managed to survive collapsed in ecstasy. So, what is it, adrenaline? If that happened today, sorry, I'm drinking and chewing blueberry. They'd be on some like crazy stuff. Like you would think, they automatically think like, oh, they're like doing Molly or ecstasy, literally, or something crazy that I mean, I've read, I've never done anything. You know what I mean? That's crazy. All right, so let's go to the remedies. Apparently, okay. So one of the remedies used in that age was having musicians and dancers join the dancing mania that was currently occurring, as many believed that it would help cure people that were affected by it. This rarely worked, unfortunately, as at times it caused other people to join the mania. So they had the whole band going and stuff. So people voluntarily joined the dancing mania and were overtaken by it. Does this axe the theory that it could have been ergot poisoning or some sort of other thing that people might have been ingesting if you're familiar with the salem witch trials you've heard that ergot poisoning is one of the theories i guess stronger theories or things that is people lean towards that it was that was to blame for the salem witch trials and all the craziness that occurred and it apparently it's it's caused by like a, a fungus, I think, in the wheat or the grains. It causes like hallucinog- hallucinogenic um, side effects. But we'll get into that. Okay, so another thing is that there are reports that some, not all people, were able to be cured uh, by from this dancing mania by praying to St. John the Baptist or St. Vitus. Others were cured from their mania when they found themselves at holy places dedicated to saints. That's another thing. You see, guys? This is just so fascinating. So, there it goes again. Okay, so if this was indeed like some sort, let's say if it was ergot poisoning or some other sort of thing, contamination that was being ingested via the water, via food, via the environment, and it was like an illness that like sort of like the black plague that infected people that this in this case would be the dancing syndrome that affected people, causing their body to involuntary involuntarily like dance and jerk around and things like that so some people were cured by praying to saint john the baptist or saint vitus so again spirituality and maybe even the paranormal or whatever if you want to tie those two together comes into fruition and to play once again like how is it possible that people's the people's faith and their spirituality is so strong that it makes me wonder, I'm curious, whether them praying to this saint makes me wonder whether it is all real. You know what I mean? Reality thing more, even more fascinating for me personally because, you know, you hear even now, 
people, some people say that people were very, very religious. I've had firsthand experiences of people who are very hardcore Christians. I'm not, but a hardcore Christians, friends, etc., that have told, I have one particular that told me a story that his aunt had cancer. And it was basically like, I think it was like stage four, stage five. And she was a very, very devout Christian woman. And that I think they were Baptist. Or they were really Baptist. They were Christian, but they were like, let me think. Something with a P. I don't remember. But that they prayed over her and they kind of would do it constantly and all that stuff. To the point where she would, in the midst of this prayer and... I don't want to call it ritual, but uh, she would faint. Like, you know, those Christian churches, no judgment, you know, that they people are like, oh, like into it and that they faint because they feel like the Holy Spirit. Like, honestly, I'm kind of um, suspicious about all that. Like, mm, are you sure that's real? Maybe it's just, again, it's like the emotion of the energy of all these people. Is it contagious enough to literally create like energy? I don't know, like some sort of like, real life energy to knock that person out anyway so she said he said it was a guy he said that after they would do that that one day she went to the doctor and that she didn't have cancer anymore that she was cured i think she to, to this day she's still in, in remission in quotation or something of that nature she's still alive and i was like of course like everybody who's like super skeptical i'm like are you serious like, maybe it was something else. And you know what? He's not the first person that tells me that. I've heard another person, completely separate years later, tell me the same thing. That his, that her brother was in, like, stage 4, stage 5 cancer. Like, he was ready to go into hospice. And that they were very devout. And the same thing. Like, they guess they would pray over him. They were very, very religious. Very, very devout. Um, which is nothing wrong with them. I mean, to each their own. Like I always say. But, uh, and that he went to the doctor, the later on and the doctor said revealed that he was not he didn't have cancer anymore and they were baffled they were like what the hell is going on like how how is this real and he did pass away years later um but he lived i guess cancer free technically for quite some time after that event and it's just it makes you think like either there is something to this faith stuff or the power of manifestation that's the word i was looking for of manifestation whether it is spiritual or not amongst people like a collective group of people can they create maybe they create that make that happen again i think of like those people that theorize that slender man oh, it's getting hot in here and I, I wanted to turn off on the ceiling fan, but I told you guys, like, we moved into a house. We bought a house. It's like 80s house. We have we need to replace the ceiling fans because they're squeaky. <laughs> so I can't turn it on because it's squeaky. Like, Jesus. Just, like, every part of my body. Anyway, you hit 30 and it all goes downhill. <coughs> Where was I? Oh, yeah. So, like, these theorists, these people that th say, you know how that Slenderman thing, it started out as a fan fiction and it's led many people to do weird stuff, but they, I've heard some people online theorize that the power of manifestation maybe makes it happen, makes him 
manifest that energy, whether it's that energy, Slenderman, or another type of maybe negative energy, or I don't know, some people say demonic, I don't know, that makes it come to life and be reality. So again, it makes me wonder, like, maybe that is true, like the power of manifestation, whether it's for good or bad amongst especially many people. Does that happen? Is there, is there, or is there really a spiritual being, beings, maybe? A god, a god, I don't know what patron saints that actually respond. But then again, it's like, there's so many people who are ill and they are very devout as well and nothing happens. Like they pray, they, they live and they die and they suffer and they pray for health and cure and nothing happens so what makes some per people if we're going that route some people more i don't want to say special or have a different outcome you know i don't know where i'm going with this all right holy hell let's let me fan myself a little bit all right, so I just, I mean, that's crazy, like, that some people, and you know what, if you've listened to my other episode before this one, I talk about my experience with sleep paralysis that I've experienced it a couple of times, and that um, the only way that I can come out of it, or, like, get rid of that paralyzed kind of weird state is by praying. So it's like... <sighs> Is it real? Is it not? What? I don't know. All right, so moving on, Robert Marks, the author of the story of hypnotism, reported that many cases of this dancing mania also occurred around the days before and after the Feast of St. Vitus. So many, even people back then that were recording history and writing about it and witnessing it firsthand, primary sources state that it was indeed that something that happened during and around this time. And... I was thinking, well, maybe it's like the moon. I don't know, like a full moon or the type of moon that is during those days. But like that one woman, and I don't think it, I mean, I don't know. But as far as I know, it's not like the same type of moon, like waxing moon, full moon, etc. Crescent moon appears the same time, like the same date every year. I think it varies, I would want to say. But it's just, what is that? All right, so before we close out this um, ma this part of the episode, so, okay, so many people were able to snap out of their mania by praying to St. Job, St. John, not Job, John the Baptist, who, if I'm, again, when I'm not mistaken, is one of the prophets in the Bible who contributed to the creation of Christianity and all that. What if this is indeed true? Like, could there be a cure? For these particular set of people that have been truly divine intervention at the person's request. This goes again into tying everything to free will. Like you need to ask for help slash pray to God or whatever God, goddess you believe in. Um, or your version, like I, I notated, of God or goddess to receive divine help. Like what do you think? But then again, like I mentioned, there's so many people also that are very great people, wonderful people, like, and they're very good-hearted people and maybe devout, maybe not, either way, who are people that don't, des nobody deserves to get a horrible illness at all, let alone die from it. 
but that are never cured and that suffer from it. Like, that makes me just... It's just so... I don't know. It makes you think, for sure. Well, one more thing. Robert Marx said that some of this mania happened around the Feast of St. Vitus, like I mentioned. Could there be some spiritual truth to that? Or maybe some sort of, oh, I already mentioned it, the moon phase and all that stuff. I always go ahead, get ahead on, on my notes. Okay, some other theories. Back to the ergot poisoning. So, like I mentioned, it comes from the ergot fungi that sometimes grows in grains such as breads made of rye, etc. There is a component in ergot called ergotamine that can cause a type of psychedelic effect. I was like, what's that word? I misspelled it. Psychedelic effect, which are similar to the symptoms experienced by the people during the dancing manias. Another event was the Salem Witch Trials, so, which I do want to cover. It's so fascinating. Anyway, mass psychogenic illness. This is another theory per the journal in the British Journal of Psychiatry. Mass psychogenic illness is the rapid spread of illness signs and symptoms affecting members of cohesive group originated from a from originating from the nervous system disturbance involving excitation loss of alteration of function whereby physical complaints that are exhibited unconsciously have no corresponding organic etiology yeah i don't know Okay, some theories believe that due to the many people's living conditions, they were very impoverished during these times and in these areas, they became enveloped in the MPI, the mass psychogenic illness, for some sort of relief. And that's true, maybe like disassociation, if that's even how it works. I do apologize if that's incorrect. But you know what I mean? Where your situation is just so stressful, so crappy that i'm not literally i'm not let me clarify i'm not trying to say it was like the the disassociation like the literal disassociation that people suffer from but maybe a type of like sub product of that or subtype that you just drown out your worries and you you just you don't mean to do it it's not the same as like those people that suffer from that disassociation like the, the traditional modern known but something similar i suppose so some of the symptoms people experience um with this mass psychogenic illness are headaches nausea fatigue weakness Cough, lightheadedness or dizziness, vomiting, paralysis, numbness, chest pain, loss of consciousness, and itching. So some of the dancing events were particularly those in the 17th century were attributed to the Sindenham Choria, also known as the Vitus Dance, which if you search it up, like I mentioned on YouTube, you can find people who actually suffer from it. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I think this is very rare. Um, so that is that syndrome is like okay that explains it but i mean everybody suffered from it like what caused it one could say like modern day people that have that maybe it's i i don't think i read fully like what the causes are but for example if it's like genetics or something of that nature or hereditary so on and so forth i don't think that would be it right because i mean i don't think a lot of these people that 
suffered from the dance plague were indeed um, related by blood, I would say. And in all these different places, including Italy, if anything, I would want to theorize that it was probably um, like environmental something in their environment. Maybe they were ingesting or exposed to, you know. But anyway... So, in this YouTube video, you can find people who suffer from it, and the symptoms vary, obviously, but for the most part, they are a, like, semi-subtle dance, like, almost, I don't want to say, like, Tourette's, but, it was, it's not like Tourette's, but it's, like, I, if anything, if I could draw a similarity between Tourette's and the dancing syndrome that is, that I saw on the internet was, maybe it was just, like, the involuntary movements but that other than that they're not i don't think they're related or i would say that they're related or i don't know caused by the same thing i guess um so i do think that this must probably be have been one of the reasons or causes for the dancing mania that syndrome but again i don't think it was like something in the in genetics i think it was probably environmental no because i don't know I don't think they were all related. So while I couldn't find a detailed summary of the causes for this St. Vitus dance, it is reported that people who suffer from this are often from less affluent communities or developing nations. So there you go again. Um, there aren't, as far as I can, I've read or searched any records of fluent, affluent people, fluent, <laughs> affluent people or people of high, from high economic societies or yeah positions that suffered from that it was always people who were very impoverished and again it's like maybe it was something in, in the water not not literally but you know what i mean so all right so at times this syndrome was also characterized as a form of epilepsy so but given that it affected a large group of people at a time throughout history Maybe, it, like I mentioned, it wasn't caused by genetics or the person's individual health, but by, again, the consumption of things that they were consuming, the impoverished living conditions, perhaps. Let's go to similar events. Tarantism. Okay, so some, some, a somewhat similar event to the dancing mania of Europe occurred towards the southeast in Italy, where tarantism was also caused... Um, it also caused victims to dance uncontrollably and suffer similar symptoms as those affected in Europe by the dance mania. However, tarantism was in fact caused by, what do you think, tarantulas and or scorpion bites that often occurred in summer months only. So more strange was that this is apparently the antidote to the actual effect, the mania. So get the antidote so certain music i could not find what type exactly but certain music supposedly helped separate the venom from the blood of the tarantula scorpion bitten victims that were at one point in italy not in europe in italy affected by this uncontrollable dancing mania known as tarantism so that's crazy so it's like this actually was caused by an animal tarantulas and scorpions in italy and cured by this by music that's 
that's freaking crazy. And I think I did read that there is some legit sources that the cure was indeed to separate the blood from the venom using music. I have no idea. That's that blew my mind. And but then it makes me wonder, think like, how was this? Is it related to the dancing plague of like medieval Europe? Hmm. I'm eating kettle corn. Sorry. We went to the farmer's market. Side note. It's really good. It's like, it's not, you know, most kettle corn is like disgustingly sweet, like fake sweet. Ugh. No, not this one. It's like perfect. All right. So let's go delve further into the other theory. So many people joined other suffering in or from tarantism as they thought that the dancing to the this particular music caused their own bites or old or new to become active again in quotations many victims died without the music and i could not find anything on what happened after those people that danced the night away to van halen i'm just kidding separating the venom from the blood like they said that was a cure but what happened after like did they live a normal life did they have some side effects consequences tell me more i couldn't find it so like the venom was taken out, then they were were they given anything else? Like those who suffered with tarantism reportedly did not like the color black, and many of the victims in Italy and the Holy Roman Empire tended to be women. Oh, of course, weak women. Just kidding. I don't believe women are weak. Don't take it seriously. Um, so they tend to be women, they didn't like the color black, and in the Holy Roman Empire, where there were a lot of cases of the dancing mania, um, they didn't like the color red. So what is it? That's crazy. Ah, it's awesome. Okay. So, however, Tarantism was reportedly only found in Italy and not modern-day Germany, France, etc. What do you think? Could it have been the same thing? And why did it only, at least Tarantism only affect women was it like some sort of hysteria kind of like you know what i mean i'm not judging i'm just saying like talking like serious my our bamboo plant needs water i think i don't know okay so italian anthropologist ernesto de martino disagreed with tarantism he stated that many people affected by it were ad admitted to not having even been bitten by a spider or a scorpion but that they had this inherent belief that they could help those truly bitten by dancing and being obscene he kind of alleges that this mass panic was an outlet for normal people to act like idiots in a time where there was where that type of behavior was prohibited and looked down on that makes sense you know i blacked out i don't remember it's not my fault. It happens now, too. It's true. I mean, in a society where... Imagine how life was back then. Where certain behaviors were so... Maybe behaviors that are maybe more common today or something. Were definitely not accepted back then. Makes sense. There's a word for that, a definition uh, for um that type of collective mania that people get infected. Just they don't have anything, but they see others and they just like join. Is it a bystander effect? <laughs> I want to say it's a little bit different, but maybe I'm wrong. 
like always. Okay, so let's see. Whatever the true cause behind the dancing plagues, if not multiple things that led to it, it is definitely one of the most peculiar, peculiar things in history. It was indeed a type of psychological effect due to food consumption, daily stressors, or something divine. What do you think? So to close this episode out, I feel like we'll never know for sure the truth for sure, but it's gonna be like the Salem witch trials. What led to these people accusing people of being witches, or got poisoning, other stuff, interesting stuff. People were just faking it. Maybe was it a true illness? That affected. I mean, you know what? I'm I'm surprised that if indeed, let's say, something in their, like either ergot poisoning or like something else in their that they were consuming in their environment was to blame. I'm surprised to not have found more research on it. Like when you look up a research, the sandwich trials, ergot poisoning. I already said ergot like twenty times. Is a very pr- predominant like the research into it i feel like and that how that affected that particular event in massachusetts is very uh, talked about and researched i think throughout history and i'm surprised that and the dancing mania um it wasn't so i don't know Maybe it was divine intervention. Ooh, spooky. Maybe it was indeed the fact that they lived this crappy, impoverished society and they just didn't give a damn, I guess, after a while. They are just like, whatever. All right, so with that said, that is the end of this episode. So before I head out, I finally found my email address. Woo! So it is enigmazonepod at gmail.com. If you want to send me an email to me from whoever is listening about anything. There's Athena again barking. You can send it to me again, enigmazonepod at gmail.com. I would love to hear your thoughts. And I will talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much. Bye.